on the show today. I'm very excited to welcome back Mr. Timothy James Bowen and also welcome to the show for the very first time, internationally acclaimed voice actress, Marina Palencia. There's so much on the show today, plus the debut of the trailer for The Phoenix Files Blood in the Ashes. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great show. Don't go anywhere. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and firstly, apologies for my little bit of a scratchy voice this morning. The uh, the winter flu has finally caught up with me. Now, uh, for our American friends, it is winter here in Australia, so while you're enjoying your spring break, it is currently pouring outside the studio window. Now, we've got two very special interviews for you on the show today. First up is Mr. Timothy James Bowen. Now, Tim is, is a friend of mine. He's a fantastic musician. We had him on the show last year when he was uh, promoting his, his tour then. And now he's back. He's got a new EP with Sam Buckingham, and it's called Stories from the Road. And it's a wonderful EP. It's a fantastic EP. You can get that now on iTunes and Amazon and all the places you can normally get EPs. And I went to the first show of the tour a couple of nights ago here in Adelaide, and it was great. It was such a wonderful show. And I had the privilege of catching up with Tim. Now, he's written songs for the Cancer Council, for Virgin. He wrote a song for the TV series Nashville. He's a fantastic musician. And I'm so happy to have him back on the show. And uh, here's that chat with Timothy James Bowen. Enjoy. Now, Timothy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Ben. Now, since we last spoke about a year ago, you released uh, a song for Cancer Council Australia. You released a brand new EP, and you're back on the road again. Talk us through all that. Where can people buy the new single, the EP? Where can people find tickets to your show? You've been keeping busy. Yeah, I've been very busy. It's been really good. Um, I had uh, the privilege of being asked to be a Cancer Council ambassador for last year and this year again. Um, and so last year I wrote a charity single for them that has done really well and kind of been doing the rounds. Um, and that's that's just been a, a great experience to be able to put that out there for them. Um, as well as that, I've put out a, a new single as well called Anchor, uh, which is one that I got into the top 40 of a competition called Vander and Young, which is a big songwriting competition um, that essentially has a $50,000 prize that uh, I unfortunately didn't win, but it was still such a great privilege to be involved in the top 40 because there are just over 4,000 entries that went into it. So it's a big, big achievement just to get up there. So it's a good feeling to do that. Um, And just most recently I've been working with another artist called Sam Buckingham and we wrote and recorded an EP in three days. Um, We just got together and wrote a couple of songs and then recorded four of them and um, got them all mixed and mastered and put them up online as soon as we could in promotion of a tour that we're doing from Adelaide to Brisbane um, and it's just called Stories from the Road and you can get it online everywhere that you usually go shopping for, for music um, and yeah we've got our well, first show is tonight in Adelaide um, at the Wheat Sheep which is pretty cool and then tomorrow we're going to Aldinga um, and at a place called the Kui Art House. Um, and then from there we go through regional Victoria and down in Melbourne and then up to 
I think regional New South Wales and then back down to Sydney and Wollongong and then up to Brisbane and then so we're, we're kind of going everywhere which is just fun but I think the point of it was just to get out there and, and play as much as we could and kind of just get out there and kind of have fun. So if you're in Australia, there's a good chance that you'll be somewhere near where you're playing. Yeah, East Coast at least. <laughs> now, I do want to talk about the concept of the EP and the new music. It's called Stories from the Road, and you've taken stories that people have submitted, so audience members or people that you've performed for or just on the internet, and you've turned those into songs. Tell me about that process and where that idea stemmed from. Yeah, um, we were... I actually can't remember where it stemmed from, but we, we just kind of ran with that idea because it was just something that I'd never seen done before where you literally have a direct line to your fans and you say hey what what do you want to write about like what what are some stories that are inspiring you and it didn't have to relate directly to them in terms of like a, a, a personal connection with them it was just kind of like an inspiring thing that happened to them or that they wanted to share at some point um so it was a pretty pretty big privilege to be able to to have access to those stories and kind of have people just open up in that sense. Um, but yeah, we had lots of people submit different stories along the way, and uh, we kind of picked and and, and chose the uh, I guess ones that connected with us the most. Mm. Um, there's one song on, on the EP in particular that wasn't necessarily from a fan, but it was just a guy that, well, I mean, he came up to me at the end of my set and was like, hey, man, I love your voice, so <laughs> take that what you will. But um, no, it was a, a guy that we met out in Cootamundra. Um, I was out there with my fiance Christina, and I was playing at this bar called the Cootamundra Hotel, and it was kind of, it was a, a pub that, time had kind of forgotten at that stage because it had just gone through a rough patch and they were trying to kind of get it back off the ground um, and yeah this guy came up and just said he was really enjoying the show and when he approached me I was expecting him not to be as nice as he was because he just he looked a real rough around the edges and um, just definitely looked like he'd seen, seen a lot uh, and but he was like one of the nicest guys that I've ever met and he just wanted to come over and tell me that he loved what I was doing and asked whether I could play some chisel. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards I went and had a beer with him at the bar and he told me about his life and you know, in a nutshell he served in Vietnam and he drove trucks for Jimmy Barnes um, and then he tragically lost his entire family to a car accident. Um, and then moved to Cootamundra to kind of, I guess, get away from everything and have a complete change of scene. He's been working on the railways ever since. Um, and it was just one of those things that you, you're you expecting one thing from a person, but when you actually sit down and you start to chat with them, it, it all of a sudden turns into this huge story that you never, never would have seen in your wildest dreams. Um, so... It was a, a pretty pretty inspiring thing to chat to this guy. And been trying to figure out how to work that into a song for a long time. And when Sam and I came together, we started chatting, and, and that story came up. And so we just kind of started riffing on it, and it it worked great. And like the lyrics just started falling out of Sam's mouth, and 
we had like just a really good connection so it was one of the best writing experiences for the EP was writing that particular song just because there was there's a different kind of energy in there it's really beautiful and obviously this is a collaboration with Sam talk to me about how you guys connected and how that musical collaboration works um, well, we, we both have travelled to Nashville before, which is just like a songwriting mecca um, for many musicians across the world. And I guess in that sense, um, Sam also writes songs for a living. So we're kind of coming from similar backgrounds. And so for both of us, it, it just seemed like it was a... Um, it was a natural progression to, to just say, hey, let's, you know, if we're going to be writing, if, if you want to write songs together at some point, why not write them together and then release them? Because there's so many things that get written by different writers that um, they don't ever see the light of day because it's, you know, you write a hundred songs and maybe two of them will deem worthy of, of either getting cut or um, going to another artist or even going on your own albums so you know having a goal to get together and just be like no let's just write some songs and you know if they're they're up to standard then let's release them and, and just have a body of content there that's from both of us so written and recorded in three days I assume it was sort of just bunkered down in a studio somewhere hiding from the world to sort of make that happen because that's a lot of work such yeah. a short amount of time no it was just it was um, I mean it, you know it was, it was work but it, it didn't uh, come across as anything that was too arduous it was just uh, Sam was touring with James Rain at the time and he was doing a couple of shows in a um, in a theatre that's right by my house so Sam needed a place to stay and we kind of had this window where she was playing two shows with him as well as another one that was I think about an hour away from where we live so she just based herself around our house and stayed in our spare room for you know a couple of days half the week until um, she had to head back up north to where she lives up, up near Byron um, and yeah so we kind of had the perfect window of time that it just worked so well because she just came down she would hang out during the day and we'd write some songs and then she'd go and play her show in the evening and come back and then we'd have a cup of tea and keep kind of mashing up different ideas and you know sorting out what we wanted to say and then we'd do the same thing the next day and just go off and kind of have a coffee and talk about some more stuff and then she'd go and do another gig and it was just like it was a really perfect window of time to get it done yeah it certainly sounds like it and is songwriting something that you would say comes easy to you uh yes it, it I think the journey that I've had over the past couple of years has definitely changed the way that I work because I haven't been working as much as I was um, before I got sick I got sick a couple of years ago and and it meant that I was sort of um, had to throw the anchor out for a good 18 months um, but yeah being being in that situation where you have to you have to really like you know deliver um, it's really beneficial I think because you you just go for it um, and so it's something that I used to find a lot easier um, and after 
pretty big traumatic experience. It's tricky getting back to that level where you feel comfortable, but it's definitely definitely on its way back and, and definitely still there, which is something to be really thankful of. It certainly is. And what's next for you? What would you like to do in the next year or so? What do you want to achieve? Um, I, I'm really trying hard to put together a debut album because for me, I've really been releasing records since 2013 and haven't actually produced a debut album as such. It's always been EPs and singles up until this point. So really want to focus hard on that. Um, there's a lot of different music that I want to release from different genres as well. Um, so really, I, I remember at the end of last year I had this goal that I was going to try and release four or five different bodies of work within a year which I think might be overstepping the mark a little bit because just, it's, just a, a smidge. it's a lot of work so trying to really focus in on on this debut album that I want to get out um, is a really important thing for I, I think my own music and, and for my own uh, satisfaction as a songwriter so that's kind of the main thing this year is really working that out and, and just touring it well, it sounds like something to keep an eye on. Where can our listeners find you online so they can look out for your debut album and get your previous EPs and see your tour dates? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, Twitter, all of that. And it's just, you'll find everything under Timothy James Bowen. Um, I've also got a website that's timothyjamesbowen.com and you can find all the tour dates and music and everything all in one neat little Tim size package on uh, the internet there. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here, and I uh, hope that we'll get to touch base when the uh, the album comes out. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Benjamin. That was my chat with Mr. Timothy James Bowen, and I've put a link to his website so you can grab all of his music and book tickets to his tour in the show notes for the podcast. Now, as some of you will remember, I'm a guest MC at all the, uh, the Supernova events this year. We love Supernova here and uh, talk to me. It's a great convention. I have such a great time. I did the, the first two events uh, in April. We were in Melbourne on the Gold Coast. It was a great time. We had Ma- Michael Rosenbaum out there and Tom Welling. And now Sydney and Perth, those two events are coming up. And I couldn't be more excited. It's only a couple of weeks away. You can get tickets now. And they've got guests like Richard Dreyfus. Hollywood icon Richard Dreyfus is coming to Supernova. You've got Arrow. You've got uh, Arrow's exclusive to Sydney, but in Perth, you've got uh, Superman from Superman Returns. You've got the wonderful uh, Brendan Routh, or Brandon Routh, rather. Um, they've got a great lineup of guests from, from everywhere, from the Arrowverse as a, as a Doctor Who star. You've got a lot of voice actors, and I'm very lucky to be talking to one of those voice actors from Tokyo Ghoul and uh, Snow White with the red hair, also in a bit of The Walking Dead. Her name is Brina Palencia, and it's her first time on the show. So uh, let's, let's have a listen to that chat right now. Here's Brina Palencia. Enjoy. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Now, what inspired you to pursue a career in the performance industry? Well, I, um, I grew up with musicians. My mother's a singer and my father plays guitar. And I uh, had, I, don't, I, I genuinely don't remember a time when I wasn't singing. Um, so I guess that's where I sort of started in my entertainment world with the music side of it. Um, but I I started getting interested in doing plays and acting and stuff when I was very young. I remember acting out in my room when I was like 
From that point, how did you go about ensuring you had the appropriate skill set to pursue it professionally? Well, at the time when I first started working at Funimation, it was right out of high school. So I started very small. I did a lot of little, you know, one-liner parts. And I did a lot of my crowd scene kind of all and stuff. Um, and I was studying music, and my instrument was voice. So I was studying very closely how to manipulate my voice and do it in a healthy way, how to take care of my voice, all of those things. Um, and uh, at the same time, I was also still doing plays, which helped me in the acting realm, which uh, I would say to anybody who's considering the world of voiceover, I would definitely recommend um, being an actor first, focus on the acting portion of it. Um, the other stuff can be learned, you know, making voices and all that kind of stuff, but it's more important that you can really portray the soul of a character rather than just it certainly does. And when you are given a character, how do you go about creating and, and shaping a voice for them? Well, it's typically a collaborative effort. Um, you know, before you come in, you know, you do your audition, so it's sort of your interpretation just based off of the description that you were given and sometimes the picture and whatever lines you're having to say. Uh, and then when you come into the booth, you sort of create it with the director. Um, sometimes with video games, there are producers uh, from whoever the production company is. Sometimes there are writers in the room. But everybody kind of will give feedback on how they would like things read differently. Or, uh, it, it's very much a collaborative effort in my experience. Hmm. And you talked briefly there about video games. Now, a lot of voice actors we've had on the show before have complained about how strenuous vocally those can be to record. Is that something you find? Uh, absolutely. But I try actively to not audition for those roles. <laughs> um, I definitely had many years of doing the crazy, crazy, fighting stuff, and it is so brutal. Um, and you kind of would have to plan your whole week around it. But I, especially since I'm getting back more into singing and stuff, and I don't want to lose that part of my voice, I have stopped even auditioning for those roles. If I think it's going to be too vocally taxing, I just won't do it. Which does kind of financial more important to me to be able to not lose my singing. Certainly. And you have worked in, you know, in film and television, obviously video games too, and now music. What is your favourite medium to work in? You know, I think motion capture might be my favourite because it combines everything that I love about voice acting and everything I love about on-camera acting. Um, motion capture, motion capture, I think, is probably my favourite type of acting. And then for me, I can't really compare the... 
music versus the acting. For me, they, they fulfill me in very, very different ways. Um, but the music, I definitely have a lot more creative control because I do my own song stuff um, and my own arrangements and all that. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, I think it's really, it's really, it's like apples and oranges. It's hard for me to decide which of the two I like better because they just satisfy me completely different ways. Fair enough. And speaking of your music, something fun that you're doing uh, over on your Instagram is you're taking a, a word suggestion and you're turning it into uh, a one-minute song. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really fun. It's something that I started actually uh, a couple of years ago just kind of as a guy. Actually, actually, you know, I think I started it back in 2015. And that was back when Instagram was 15-second videos. So it started out as 15-second songs which was surprisingly harder than doing a bit of long song. It was hard to think of something really catchy and cool, but it's only going to fit in 15 seconds, so it was kind of a fun challenge. And then they switched the video to 60 seconds, so now I've extended it to 60 seconds, which is simply a version of chorus. Um, but yeah, I take one more suggestion from my fans, and then I write a song based off of it, and I, whoever's word I take, I always tag them in the post. Um, and I just started a Patreon for it as well, uh, on Patreon.com, if you can see uh, Freedom Valencia, uh, you can get like MP3s of the songs. But sometimes I even do full versions of the songs. And if you're uh, on, if you're one of my patrons, then you can also get MP3s of the versions. I also do for the higher tiers. I'll do there's a higher tier where I'll actually write a song for you. Um, but yeah, something I just launched this month and it's going really well, I think, and it's been super fun just to kind of figure it all out. So is it something you're going to be focusing a little bit more on uh, as your career progresses? I think so, yeah. Because, you know, I've, done, I've been really lucky to get to do so much in the acting world, both on camera and voice acting. And I feel like I have neglected my musical side for quite a while. That, that doesn't mean that I want to slow down on the acting front, but I want to just add the music as another thing that I'm uh, pursuing. I feel like as a creative person, you kind of need to have a lot of, uh, like, stuff in a lot of different courts, because uh, otherwise, you know, everything we do is feast or famine, so I think it's important to kind of not put all your eggs in one basket and sort of try out all these different things that all still fulfill your artistically, but could also help when you're not getting jobs in the other, in the other realm. <laughs> Certainly. Now, um, to, to talk about some of your work, you're going to be appearing at Supernova, uh, Comic-Con and Gaming Expo in Sydney and Perth alongside a range of other fantastic guests and celebrities, including me. Um, what what are you looking forward to about the conventions? I, I've gotten to do a few Supernova conventions now and I just absolutely love them. Um, I love the energy that they bring to Oh, 
Well, it's certainly going to be a fantastic event. Now, just quickly, before I let you go, what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work in the performance industry? Um, I would, I mean, other, I guess, besides the putting acting first, in the performance industry in general, you really do need to make sure you love it. Don't get into it for fame and fortune, because it's not likely that you'll get that, just percentage-wise. But if it's something that fills you, like, just just makes your soul happy to do it, then just keep doing it. And just be prepared for so much rejection. 90% of my life is rejection. But it's okay because I just care so much about what I do. And it just fulfills me to such a degree that nothing else in the world does. And I'm just so, so lucky that I've been able to make a career out of it. Um, but yeah, just make sure you love it and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Well, thank you so much for your wise words and your time today. And I look forward to meeting you in person at uh, Sydney and Perth Supernova. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Well, that was my chat with Brina Palencia. And don't forget to see Brina, myself, and a ton of wonderful other guests. Get your tickets right now to Supernova Sydney and Perth. It's coming up in June, so I think it's uh, June uh, 17th, 16th and 17th, and then the following week, so around the, the 22nd to the 24th over in Perth. It's going to be a great show. I had such a great time up in the Gold Coast in Melbourne earlier in the year, and I can't wait to bring the show over to Perth. Now, as I promised, we have got a very special exclusive here on the show today. Here is the debut of the Phoenix Files Blood in the Ashes trailer. This will be available exclusively here on Talk To Me for a week. So this trailer will be here until next Wednesday. And the only place you can hear it is here. The Phoenix Files Blood in the Ashes is the sequel to The Phoenix Files Man in the Shadows, all produced here at Preachers Podcast online and on stage. And it stars John Jarrett, from uh, Wolf Creek and Boar and Stalk Her, international star, and also BAFTA nominee, who has played the Doctor. He's in With Nail and I. He's now in Hobby City, Mr. Paul McGann, alongside Kurt Phelan and Stephen Mahi and a ton of other extraordinary actors. It's been such a joy to direct and work on and produce. So here is a trailer exclusively now for you for the Phoenix Stars' Blood in the Ashes. Don't you want to know what's going on? Luke, quickly. Stay out of this, Jordan. It's not your fight. Do you honestly believe you can stop what's being done here? Hurry! Jordan, this is insane. Well, let's just say things may be a bit more complicated than we first thought. He wants to hurt everybody! He wants to hurt everybody! I reckon he's earned me the right to some bloody answers. Wait. I reckon this is the perfect time. Are we sure we really want to do this? Where is Peter? Well, that's changed now. You and your mother are not supposed to be here. And the instant Mr. Shackleton finds that out, both of you will die. Why is he doing this to us? Everything ready? Get in. Peter's gone. Wait, do we have a plan here? Hello, children. You need to go. Now. We are not the murderers here. What's that supposed to mean? What is this place? I'm afraid it's too late for that. I don't think you're in a position to refuse. This is just between us. And it's personal. How much of a problem is this going to be? It's still out there. The world. Yeah. Yeah, it's still turning. Doesn't matter what happens to me. It's all going to come out eventually. I'm beginning to think you're right. You're dead. You know what, Tank? You might actually be right this time. You have failed us. Please. Look, we did everything we could. Rick, run! No, I'm not leaving. You just let her go now. I would... Ah! Stop, Peter, stop! Ah! 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 Stop that. 
it's not. Peter, stop it. Let him go. Peter, what are you doing? Just stop it, please. Whatever this is, just leave Pete out of it. Please. I won't be responsible for letting the world burn. I hope he's out there. I hope you find him. I'm coming, Jordan. Phoenix Files, Blood in the Ashes, coming soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that exclusive little sneak peek of the Phoenix Files, Blood in the Ashes. Don't forget, if you haven't heard the Phoenix Files, Man in the Shadows, you can get that now on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, and phoenixfilesaudio.com. I'm sure you're absolutely going to love it. Well, as always, thanks to our incredible supporters, Mad Zombie Collectibles and Palace Nova Cinemas. Don't forget, you can always check out what I think of the latest movie releases, including Solo, over on the movie reviews section of the website. We'll be back later in the month with another exciting episode. But until then, I've been your host, Benjamin May McKay. See you next time. <laughs>